I'm Max Pringle with these headlines. President Biden is taking his first steps to reverse Trump administration health care policies. The White House says Biden today plans to sign orders on a range of issues, including getting more Americans covered and removing curbs on abortion counseling. The most concrete short-term impact will come from reopening healthcare.gov insurance markets as coverage has shrunk amid economic turmoil due to the coronavirus pandemic. That could happen as soon as February 15th. Biden also is directing health officials to weigh repealing a Trump rule that barred federally funded family planning clinics from referring women for abortions. President Biden signed executive orders Wednesday to transform the nation's heavily fossil fuel-powered economy into a clean-burning one. He signed orders pausing oil and gas leasing on federal land and targeting subsidies for those industries. The fossil fuel industry says the moves could cost jobs. Christopher Martinez reports. The main executive order calls for a moratorium on oil and gas drilling on federal lands and waters. Now, Today's executive order also directs the Secretary of the Interior to stop issuing new oil and gas leases on public lands and and in offshore waters wherever possible. That's an issue that could well end up being challenged in court by the oil and gas industries. But it's not the only thing they won't like about Biden's approach. Unlike previous administrations, I don't think the federal government should give handouts to big oil to the tune of $40 billion in fossil fuel subsidies. Other executive actions include a plan to hold a summit of world leaders on climate change scheduled for Earth Day, April 22nd. Biden is also re-establishing a series of government offices to deal with various aspects of climate change. And he's including a focus on those people most vulnerable to climate change. Reporting for Pacifica Radio News KPFA, I'm Christopher Martinez. Tensions between the European Union and British-Swedish drug maker AstraZeneca escalated on Wednesday over coronavirus vaccine rollout delays. The dispute began Monday when EU officials said they'd been told by AstraZeneca that the company intended to supply considerably fewer doses in the coming weeks than had been agreed to because of production problems. Feature Story News' Ollie Barrett reports. The EU's held a third round of crisis talks with AstraZeneca demanding that all obligations for vaccine supplies are met. The bloc signed a deal for 400 million shots of the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine but has been told just a quarter of what was promised will be delivered in the first quarter. The EU is now calling for supplies from AstraZeneca's UK plant. Stella Kyriakidis is EU Commissioner for Health. We reject the logic of first come first served. That may work at the neighbourhood butchers, but not in contracts, and not in our advanced purchase agreements. Ollie Barrett reporting. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said Wednesday that he stands by former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo's designation of China as committing genocide against the Uyghur Muslims. Pompeo said earlier this month that China was attempting to wipe out the Uyghur culture. Since 2016, China has detained at least one million Uyghurs in hundreds of euphemistically named re-education camps located across their homeland of Xinjiang and beyond. China has been accused of forcibly sterilizing Uyghur women, mandating abortions, imposing child quotas, and forcing Uyghurs to renounce their culture. China denies the claims. The Homeland Security Department has issued a national terrorism bulletin warning on the lingering potential for violence from far-right extremists upset after President Joe Biden's election. 
The bulletin suggests the January 6th riot at the Capitol may embolden extremists and set the stage for additional attacks. The department isn't citing a specific threat, but DHS points to what it called a heightened threat environment across the U.S. that it believes will persist for weeks after Biden took office. Illinois Democratic Senator Dick Durbin told CNN the assault on the U.S. Capitol this month demonstrates that these threats are serious. It was a violent confrontation within this building. A a Capitol policeman was beaten to death with a fire extinguisher and others were beaten with clubs. Uh, It was serious. It wasn't a political demonstration. It was a mob, out of control mob. Uh, And I think it's important that we receive this warning and take it seriously. The wording of the warning suggests national security officials see a thread between recent violence over the past year motivated by anti-government grievances, whether over COVID-19 restrictions, the 2020 election results, or police use of force. Pakistan's Supreme Court has ordered the release of a Pakistani British man convicted and later acquitted in the beheading of American journalist Daniel Pearl in 2002. The court today also dismissed an appeal of Ahmad Saeed Omar Sheikh's acquittal filed by Pearl's family. Sheikh has been on death row since his conviction. An attorney for Sheikh said the court also ordered the release of three other Pakistanis who'd been sentenced to life in prison for their part in Pearl's kidnapping and death. Sheikh was convicted of helping lure Pearl to a meeting in the southern Pakistani port city of Karachi, during which he was kidnapped and later killed. I'm Max Pringle. You're listening to Sojourner Truth on Pacifica Radio.